The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good evening, everyone. Enjoying these beautiful pictures of dogs and people on the screen and offices. Welcome, everybody. Very glad to be with you this evening. And just giving everybody a minute to arrive here. My name's Liz Powell, and I'm filling in for Diana and Nikki. And it's always a delight to come here and practice together with this group the ways that we can... um, stretch and grow our capacity for compassion and for kindness, for joy and for equanimity. It's a really wonderful way to spend an hour in the evening. So this evening, need to take just a minute here to get ready. (laughs) Sometimes it takes a minute to get everything going. So thank you for your patience. And all right. So Whenever uh, we come together to meditate in happy hour, um, each of us has an opportunity, and I I just want to do a sound check before I get into this too much further. How am I? Are you all hearing me okay? Okay, good. (laughs) Thank you. So each of us has this opportunity uh, when we come together together. To, you know, whatever meditation is being offered, you always have the choice to do any guided meditation uh, that is offered or to let it fade into the background and do whatever practice is most helpful to you right now. Um, You know, the teacher's practice is only one example of how a practice might look. And I'll share that in my practice, it's almost always been worthwhile to go with what the teacher was offering to give it a chance, try it out, even when it's not easy. (laughs) However, on rare occasion, I've known, I've had a sense that it would be better not to follow what was being presented by the teacher, especially guided meditations, but rather to go go with what was coming up uh, for me as the best practice for the particular time. And there was a period early in my practice that I was suffering from a stretch of depressive mood and too much rumination. And um, I had a mindfulness-informed therapist who 
gave me the very good advice to do more walking practice or even exercise and skip the sitting meditation for a, a brief period during the worst part of it. So it's helpful to honor your observations of your own practice and wisdom that arises for you in doing any practice. And this can mean giving yourself a little space to experiment, feeling which practice feels right for you um, on any particular uh, meditation, on any particular day. And that said, we do need to discern the difference between that and the fact that practices are unfamiliar at first and run counter to the conditioning of most minds. So, you know, all of us have been conditioned to perhaps to have distracted minds, to have what we call monkey mind jumping around. And so I'm not talking about not trying the practice at all because they're challenging and unfamiliar given most of our mental habits. Um, so how would you know what's helpful or not helpful to practice? Uh, some people are able to trust their sense of how things are going. Um, so if you have that inner compass and you can kind of experiment and see what's working and you have a sense that something is going in the right direction for you, that's great. If you're not someone who has that, that sort of intuition or trust, that's okay. There's other ways you can see what's helpful. To start with, you can notice um, what your mind finds easier easier or harder to practice and if you're having a meditation in which the mind just keeps going back to ruminating getting into too many agitating thoughts or recounting incidents that are ramping up your emotions in an unhelpful way or you can feel your body just getting more and more contracted and tense those are signs that it might be good to back off a little and do a practice that you find easier. So it could include a very simple practice of mindfully noticing whatever you can notice and doing your best to bring any ease or rest, you know, uh, relaxation to the heart, mind, and body if it's possible. Or it may mean deliberately deciding not to be bothered by the fact that a particular meditation or guided meditation in that particular one on that particular evening, your mind keeps going off. If you decide not to be bothered by it and just notice every time you come back, that can be really helpful. Um, same thing if you if you notice yourself uh, with you know uh, recurrent pain in the body or unpleasant sensation. Um, you can just decide that's not going to throw you. You're just going to be mindful of it. And it may also mean, for example, deciding that you're going to be present and patient with anything that comes up that wasn't what you hoped for. So that is mindfulness. You know, we, we're not trying to have the perfect practice. We're not trying to do something that is a certain way. We're trying to notice what is there. And that's always a good use of your time. Other times you might need to burn off some physical energy. Um, you know, take a walk, do vigorous exercise before you come to a sitting meditation. So there are lots of different ways. But the teachings of the Buddha 
lay out the way to keep our practice moving towards freedom from stress or suffering, whatever's happening in a particular meditation. Um, and this method that the Buddha uh, taught us is referred to as right effort or wise effort. It's part of what is called the Eightfold Path, which was one way the Buddha uh, presented or prescribed to come to the end of suffering. Now, as I was first taught it, wise effort consists of four steps. And the way they were first explained um, when I was learning early on in my practice, they sounded really complicated. So this evening, I'll instead offer a way that Gil Fronstall simplified them. Uh, to be something like the following, which are much easier to follow in meditation and in daily life. One, don't make it worse. Two, if you're making it worse, stop. Three, make it better. Four, if you're making it better, keep doing it. So tonight, as we meditate, I'll bring these in from time to time so you can experiment with them as we do uh, the uh, loving kindness or goodwill meditation. So with that, um, please find a comfortable and uh, alert meditation posture. Give yourself time to settle in. Recognizing what's present right now what's present in the mind, what kind of mood or mind state is here. Could be very clear, could be foggy, could be focused, could be distracted. Noticing if the mind's thinking a lot or relatively quiet. Whatever's present, just mindfully being aware of it. Noticing if any emotions or feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, is present. Knowing the current state of your body, sensations in the body. It's giving, giving yourself time at your own pace to notice in these various areas of experience what's happening right now. Perhaps making a quiet mental note or feeling into your experience with these phrases of compassion and kindness. These are understandable causes and conditions. 
May I hold them with kindness. May any suffering or stress that's present come to an end. Not making it worse. Mindfully notice the pleasant, the unpleasant. Without adding any fuel. If what is arising or what's present right now is a helpful or wholesome state of mind, heart, or body, perhaps even just mindfulness itself, awareness is here, mindfulness is here, receiving it. Pausing and letting it soak in. May this awareness continue. May mindfulness continue. Or if the mind is distractible, Every time it comes back, may mindfulness and awareness return again and again. Making it better.
feeling and knowing whatever kindness, compassion, whatever wholesomeness is present. Continuing to make it better. If you're having a meditation that has quite a lot of helpful, wholesome states of mind or heart, appreciating it with sympathetic joy, may this happiness continue. Or if Experience is mixed, all kinds of different experience, pleasant, unpleasant, at whatever pace, appreciating awareness, may awareness continue, come back again and again. As you continue meditating this evening, either allowing good feelings towards yourself or someone else in your life for whom you'd like to extend phrases of kindness to come to mind, come into your heart, And sending goodwill to them 
either with the classic phrases, may you be healthy, may you be safe and free from harm, may you be happy, may you be free from suffering. Quietly, like a whisper in the mind, extending these feelings to yourself or to someone else. And being aware as you're doing it, making it better, continuing right effort continuing to make it better. And if the mind gets distracted and drifts off or unpleasant images or thoughts come into your meditation, when mindfulness comes back, letting yourself know not making it worse, making it better with inclining the mind towards kindness, towards compassion.
every time the mind comes back to awareness, comes back to mindfulness, and extends these wishes of goodwill and compassion towards oneself or towards another person. You're practicing skillful effort. And any time the mind drifts off or ruminates on something, it's okay to come back to awareness and remind yourself not making it worse, gently returning the mind to awareness, to extending compassion and goodwill, making it better.
And for the last minute or so of the meditation, allowing yourself to appreciate that every time you were mindful, every time you extended phrases of goodwill or compassion towards yourself or someone else, you were cultivating right effort, effort that will is skillful and will lead you all the way to freedom. You come back to it again and again. We're following a natural progression in doing this practice over and over again. Uh, Every time we become aware of any uh, slipping away that the mind does or any unwholesome tendency of mind, um, every time we come back and recognize that, we are being aware of what might make our practice unskillful or worse, and we're coming back to what might make it better, including saying these uh, phrases of goodwill and compassion phrases, phrases of sympathetic joy. All of these that we come back to are inclining the mind in a more wholesome direction. Even when you know, doing these practices, sometimes the little thoughts can come up or big thoughts can come up, uh, judgments of ourselves or another person for whom we're saying the metta or uh, unpleasant interactions we've had with ourself or someone else. But every time we come back, we're not making it worse. 
we're actually inclining the mind in a better direction, a more uh, skillful or wholesome direction for our practice. Every time we decide to come back, we're, we stop making it worse. Every time we see, oh, here's suffering, we're now well into not making it worse um, and having the choice, oh, I could incline the mind towards goodwill, I could recognize that mindfulness is back and I'm seeing what's happening, which is way better than being caught in it. And we make the choice uh, to come back to awareness, come back to loving kindness or compassion. We're making it better and we're continuing to cultivate very wholesome conditions, wholesome states. So, um, now is a time that we have an opportunity to break out into smaller groups of two or three people. And uh, it's a great opportunity to share a little bit about what came up for you this evening or anything that's going on in your practice and to take the time to be able to do that um, one point at a time and then to listen quite carefully to others as they share, just kind of going around each person making one point and really profoundly listening to each other without commentary on each other's sharing, without advice. This is really a practice of compassion and kindness when we just listen and then we just offer what we have to share. So with that, you'll have 15 minutes to share with one another. And if you end up in a room by yourself, don't worry. I will find you and move you into a room with other people. So enjoy the time together.